0: Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call ClickGranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. From AccuWeather.com, this is AccuWeather Daily, a brief host read article. It's weather news in a nutshell. Today is Wednesday, May 5th. The U.S. is becoming warmer with each decade as new numbers reveal. New data on the normal temperature and climate variables in the United States has revealed that much of the country is getting warmer and wetter each decade, and some experts say the warming trends are on par with what would be expected from greenhouse gas-induced climate change. Normals as they are referred to by meteorologists, are determined based on weather factors, such as temperature and precipitation, that have been tabulated by researchers over the past 30 years. Those numbers are then calculated into averages for the 30-year period. Every 10 years, the U.S. normals are reviewed and updated by scientists from the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration's National Climatic Data Center. The first time normals were calculated was for the period covering 1901 through 1930, and at that time, it was measured by the World Meteorological Organization. The U.S. eventually adopted the same 30-year system. On Tuesday, the normals for the past decade, with data spanning from 1991 to 2020, were released by the NCDC. The last report that was released measured normals from the 1981 through 2010 period. While it's referred to as a report, it is actually a data set that people can refer back to when needed, although NOAA also has created some explanatory web pages to help people navigate the data. The numbers released for the last decade reveal that the U.S. is continuing to grow warmer and warmer as each decade passes. Bernadette Woods-Plackey, Chief Meteorologist and Climate Matters Program Director at Climate Central, told AccuWeather national reporter Emmy Victor. The eastern U.S. has also become wetter, while the west has become drier. She said rising temperatures can play a role in changing precipitation patterns and climate change supercharges our water cycle. As the planet heats up, the water on the surface evaporates into the atmosphere, which leads to rain coming down even harder than before. However, as the Earth's atmosphere constantly tries to reach equilibrium, not every place faces more rainfall. As the southwest gets even drier, there is less moisture to evaporate, which allows more of the sun's energy to go directly into heating the surface, which also helps to explain the rapid warming in this region. AccuWeather senior meteorologist Brett Anderson wrote in a recent blog post on the topic. Woods explained that in drier areas, such as the West, the precipitation tends to come in stronger than ever when it finally comes. We're seeing a mixed signal, she said. It's getting drier, but when it does come down, it's coming down in these downpours. This is critical data for the work forecasters do each day, so the news is big in the meteorological community. Tracking weather normals allows meteorologists to put today's or this year's weather into context versus recent history to detect trends and rate the rarity of current weather events versus history, AccuWeather Senior Weather Editor Jesse Farrell said. In addition to the weather community, many other industries that are not directly tied to meteorology look to weather normals as well. We have a lot of people that rely on what happens in our weather and our climate to do their daily work, Woods Plackey said. Farmers need to know when to plant crops and what types of crops. Cities need to know how to plan for snow removal and how much snow to expect. Beyond farmers and city planners, energy and utility companies need to understand normals so they can best prepare for different seasonal demands. Construction companies need to know how often it will rain within a certain time frame while on a contracted construction project. And clothing and accessory retailers need to understand how weather will shift in different regions to determine what to sell and when. In addition to its functional purposes, Woods Plackey said the release of the normals data each decade serves as a moment to pause and reflect and really take a look at the bigger picture. Michael Palecki, a physical scientist for NOAA's National Centers for Environmental Information, or NCEI, and project manager for NOAA's 1991-2020 climate normals, said there were a few surprises in this year's data, particularly with how temperature normals have changed in parts of the U.S. When we started the process... We thought that the new normal for 1991 to 2020 would be warmer everywhere compared to the 1981 to 2010 normal, but that's actually not the case, Palecki said. In reality, Palecki said the north-central U.S., mainly to the northwest of Chicago, was actually cooler in this decade's data set than it was from the prior decade, particularly in the Dakotas, Minnesota, and Montana. The whole world is not going to warm exactly the same amount, Palecki said. It's going to vary based on atmospheric circulation and ocean circulation changes. Other parts of the northern U.S. also experience cooler normals at different times of the year, for example, in April, when compared to prior decades. According to the NCEI, April is the most dynamic core month, core months being those in the middle of a season, January. April, July, and October. Changes in temperature normals were as much as two degrees Fahrenheit lower in the Dakotas in April when compared to the prior decade, while regions both west and east of the Mississippi Valley continued to see a warming trend. Across all seasons, the NCEI reports that two-thirds of the country is now wetter than it was before, and most of it is warmer. In January, the core month for winter, most of the country experienced a rise in temperatures of a half degree to one and a half degrees Fahrenheit. In July, the core month for the summer season, the entire West, Texas, and portions of the Rocky Mountains experienced temperature increases of up to two degrees. The patterns that we're seeing are pretty much as expected for a greenhouse gas-induced climate change, Palecki said. We're not seeing any surprises in that sense. The transportation sector, according to Woods-Plackey, is currently the largest source of emissions, and large-scale electric transportation could be a solution to cut those down in the nation. The energy sector is the second biggest source of emissions in the U.S., and things like wind and solar-powered energy can help to curb those emissions too, Woods-Plackey said. On an individual scale... There is a lot we can do to learn and talk to others about what's going on and learn how we can factor into these bigger solutions, Woods Plackey said. On a big scale, we do need some system changes, she said. That's it for today. For your local weather at your fingertips, download the AccuWeather app or head to AccuWeather.com.